So I saw a thing the other day, someone posted this to Discord, and it was a, uh, I've already forgotten what reminded me of this, but uh, I don't know. someone, someone wired, like, a regular houseplant, put, like, sort of, sort of, like, EKG-style, like, electro, like, bioelectric sensors on the yeah. leaves. Yeah. And then connected those things to a robotic arm holding a machete. Uh-huh. I thought you were, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the idea being that, like, the, the bioelectric signals within the plant, within the plant's leaves, are themselves actually controlling this, uh, are controlling this uh, robotic arm holding this machete. And I'm like, yeah, no, that's the, that's the right thing. That's what we need right now is just to arm nature to fight back against us. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong with that? Man, there, there was a, a pretty bad, um, Ramadama ding dong movie, uh, where, where the whole crux of it was nature fighting back against people. Oh, which one was that? I don't know. It had Mark Wahlberg in it. I can't think of what I think it was called The Happening. Yeah, I thought that's what it was. Yeah, man, that movie sucked. But yeah, that was a, you know, that that the sixth sense was awesome. Every movie his, of his since the sixth sense has been pretty. I believe the, the, the term is mid. <laughs> All of his movies since the sixth sense, with the possible exception of signs, which was actually pretty good, but was just like the more you think about it, the less sense the premise makes. Yeah, like yeah, signs there's a lot of problems I have with signs. Like um being but being weak to water. All... Maybe don't inv- invade Earth then. Yeah. And doors. <laughs> All of the, all of his movies, his entire, like, artistic output since The Sixth Sense has, in fact, been so bad and so critically panned that it has caused me to go back and think about whether The Sixth Sense is actually any good. I mean, I don't know if the movie is actually any good. I don't care. The experience of watching it the first time was awesome. Like, the experience of watching a movie where you, you think you understand what's happening and then you get tricked was fun. The problem with it is that now every single movie thinks they need to do that. Yes. Yeah, like, he became known for, like, the big twist. Yeah. What and a twist. so now every movie is the twist and nothing yeah. else. Yes. Yeah, the... the, the... And it's, like, it's do... like asking lightning to strike twice. Um, God, I think it was the movie called Old... Yes, I think his that movie we we watched that because it was free and we were like, all right, we'll watch it. And oh man, it was so stupid. I oh, I watched the uh, so I found that like my primary method of watching movies these days is to watch the Cinema Sins video on movies. Is that like a YouTube channel? That is a YouTube channel that just talks about like the shit that doesn't make sense in it. Oh, okay, yeah, that seems fun. It, it's basically like I just. I spend 20 minutes hate watching clips from a movie. That's <laughs> yeah, basically pretty... how I watch most movies at this point. Yeah, I, I think you watch M. Night Shyamalan movies just because you want to you want to laugh at how dumb it's going to be. Like, that's that's why you watch them. It's I not mean, because they're going to be good movies. It's it's like watching just a bad movie for the joy of watching a bad movie. And maybe that works now because someone is still giving him money to make movies. Yeah, okay, so he, not not some, I mean, he's getting, like, you know, 
I mean, how much money does he get for these? It looks like he's he's know. making Lots. these movies on. Oh, he's actually making them on a fairly relatively small budget. The budget for old was apparently twenty million. Then probably another ten to fifteen million in advertising because advertising is absurd and expensive yeah. and pervasive. But so you know, you're looking at that's actually not bad. So yeah, the movies are a success because it was a twenty million budget, roughly box office ninety million. So you know, that's more yeah. than enough money to keep making more of these. That's true. You know, it's like 3D Sonic, right? It's like all of these games are all of these games are like critically panned, but like they keep making money. So like, why would you make them better if people are still buying them? I just love that Sonic Frontiers is shaping up to just be Sonic 06. It's again. just Sonic 06. They Everybody somehow... who's touched it has been like, oh, no. <laughs> I saw one review, or I think it was a Nintendo Life article that was be, trying to be excited about it. But Nintendo Life's point of view is usually everything's great. Mm-hmm. Like, they very rarely have a... And anytime it's something negative, it's usually something, like, super benign or silly. Or actually not even benign or silly. It's just dumb. Like, oh, the box art's kind of weird looking. You're like, okay, okay. <laughs> you don't have to have negatives if you just want to be a cheery website about everything. That's fine. Right, yeah. Um. But they said something good about Sonic 06, whereas every other person I, I looked at, because, you know, Sonic Sonic is a game that I love to hate on, even though I, I've played a ton of Sonic as a kid. Right. I can't help but hate on Sonic because it's just a terrible game across. It, the, like, it's, yeah. it doesn't even work. We've talked about it before. It's just a bad design of a game to yeah. go as fast as possible, but then to stop you at every single step. It is. It, it's it's like a. It's a confusion of like gameplay loop versus level design. Yeah. Like versus the gameplay what, what loop is, the is selling you on speed and the level design is hell bent on stopping your speed and punishing you for going fast. But it's not even like the level design itself might be interesting, but the way you get through the levels are not. It's not like you're playing a what what, what did we call it last week? Not precision platform. Like the the ultra t- total mega horror or whatever we were. I couldn't th- can't think of the word you of said, precision platformer. Yeah, no, it is precision platformer. No, no, yeah, yeah. I just couldn't think of what dumb thing I said last week. But anyways. The, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did say like a, I don't know. You threw a bunch of adjectives out at the same time. Because <laughs> it's, it's not like it's fun to do platforming in Sonic I, I think games. you called it like a hyper platformer or something yeah, hyper, like that. Yeah. Hyper seems like the right word because it's making me laugh. So it must be that. <laughs> but, like, but like the platforming in Sonic sucks. Yeah. It's never been good ever. Yeah. And, sure. and then the, the you get through the two stages it's like, hey, now fight a boss. That's awkward. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. The By the way, you can, of Sonic. you can bounce on the boss and get multiple hits unless you try to do it too many times, at which point you fall to your death. <laughs> That's I the still... stage two boss. <laughs> I, I, I really like that the game design in Sonic was, yeah, we know this game is BS, so we're going to make it so you're technically invincible because you can just pick up the rings again. Yep. Like, you know, <laughs> hey. If you like Sonic, that's great. Thank you for buying their products. So they keep making crap like Sonic Frontiers. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy about that. Because and you know what's wild about it is that like Sonic has so much potential to be I a like, good video game. I and like then the Sonic Mania Sonic. comes out and realizes that potential is like, look, here's how you can actually clean this up and make it a game that feels good to play, but is still Sonic. 
but doesn't like throw you headlong into spikes you can't avoid. <laughs> and Sega was like, cool, this is a huge success. Never talk to us again. <laughs> I mean, hearing about what happened in the past, that sounds about right where, you know, someone walks into a room speaking Japanese, bad-mouthing the developers, and then they're like, hey, we speak Japanese. <laughs> wasn't that like, wasn't that yeah. the story of Metroid Prime, actually? Oh, was it? I just know about it for, from Yuji Naka, the all-around class act guy. I feel like that, yeah, I feel like that's happened, um, yeah, we talked about that yeah, before, a couple of months ago. but I feel like, um, like Miyamoto and, and Nintendo execs came in to, uh, like, Retro Studios when they were making Metroid Prime and basically, like, blew a gasket as well. That doesn't, that wouldn't surprise me. I feel like people, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a cultural stereotype that people from Japan think that nobody else other than Japanese people could ever speak or understand Japanese. Right. So well, that, at, I at could the very least you wouldn't assume it, but at the same time, like, if you are in an office that does business with your Japanese office somebody directly, speaks, somebody, in somebody, <laughs> somebody is going to know what you're saying. It's a, it's safe to guess. It's safe to assume that at least a couple people will know what's going on. Otherwise, well, maybe from their eyes, no one had a clue what was going on because they hated it so much. Or something. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Oh, God. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a new, shorter format of the Retro Breakdown. I'm Time Wanderer, and I am crushed with work this week. Here's my <laughs> podcast host, co-host Tom, who, if I'm not mistaken, is also crushed with work this week. Very busy. Very busy. Indeed. Um, so, just to, just to get some things out in the open, um... We've been doing this, uh, we've been doing this format of the Retro Breakdown for mostly pretty consistently with a couple of minor exceptions for, uh, a little over two years now. Yeah. And the format has, we never really intended it this way. It just kind of ended up working out this way. And then we just kind of stuck with it where we kind of spend like the first hour-ish of the podcast, just kind of shooting the breeze, catching up with what's going on in life, talking about gaming news, taking a question, you know, just casual conversation. And then we'll take a break, and then we'll go into the second half of the podcast, and we will deep dive into whatever the game is that we played this week, and talk about whatever there is to talk about, and try to, you know, try to retro breakdown, if yeah. you will. Yeah. Um, it's never been done before. <laughs> Did you actually, did you see the, uh, I, I forwarded you a, a, an email that we got from not swoggles this week. I did. I saw that email. I, I couldn't find it. I was like, where did he send this to? And then I forgot that I had that other email. account. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know if that was your primary or not, but yeah, I thought that was cool. I'll, I'll read that later. Cause it made me feel nice. Um, so <laughs> and anyway. the, one of the games that they mentioned in it, I had not heard of. And, um, I looked it up and it seems kind of cool. Cool. I also had not heard of it. I'm not going to read it out because in case we don't play it, I'll I feel weird about like mentioning it and then having yeah. people be like, you should play it and then not playing it. But we might. That's play fair. It. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we just sort of fell into this format of like, let's, you know, split the podcast into two halves and we do casual conversation in the first half and gameplay conversation in the second half. And it was never really a conscious decision. It just kind of worked out that way. But with us both really being busy with other stuff right now 
what has happened in the last few weeks is the gameplay portion of the podcast or the game discussion portion of the podcast is really kind of become an afterthought, I think, for us. Yeah, just for the at least for the last few weeks because we've been super busy and it's yeah, just like, it's been hard realistically, to Realistically, this has required us to play play a game every single week within like a seven day period. We have to get through a game and have it and have it ready and have it ready to talk about for the podcast. So that's like every seven days we're going to pop something in and presumably go like start to finish in most cases. Um, what we have noticed in the last few weeks is we're really mailing that in and just like, let's pick something short. Yeah. Let's pick something we don't care about that we can just play for a few minutes just so we have something to talk about. And that's really kind of a disservice to the whole concept. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're Agreed. just like at this point, we are just playing something that we're not super interested in or we're not really into just because it's short or it's available and we can just kind of like knock it out real quick. And we don't want to continue doing that. So what we're going to do starting this week um, and not necessarily constantly it's just we're gonna try to break out of this cycle so this week there's no game we didn't play a game for the podcast this week we don't have a second half of the podcast to go through um because we just didn't have time and we could have mailed in another 45 minutes of gameplay and talked about it for 20 minutes and then gotten off topic but that doesn't seem like it it doesn't seem like it makes any sense to just continue doing that out of obligation Every week, yeah. This is this every is, week. This is basically Dean's long-winded and very, you know, professional way of saying, "Hey, we might change the form cat for format from time to time." Yeah, you know. Well, the way I'm looking at it is like, <laughs> I would rather have a like. This is still going to be a retro gaming podcast. Yeah, but the I mean, format of, of having like. a game ready to go every week when we've got a bunch of other you know adult stuff going on is just not sustainable. And the only way we've made it sustainable is by picking up short games that we can get through in an, an hour or two just so that we are ready to to have something to talk about. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's games like Beyond Oasis and like some 20 hour RPGs that we've both talked about wanting to play on multiple occasions. Yeah, maybe based on a famous horror franchise. Yeah. Or, excuse me, that the famous horror franchise is based on, rather. Right. Stuff that we've wanted to get to that we've been talking about playing for a year, year and a half. And we're just like, oh, it's going to take a little while, so we can't really do it this week. So it gets pushed back and pushed back and pushed back because we need something to play and talk about every week. So we don't we've been shying away from the longer games because we need something to talk about each week. So we'll play shorter, easier stuff to get through. And we just don't want to do that anymore. We yeah. like we don't want to just like ignore the games that we're super interested in playing because when we play something that we think is cool, I think it makes for a better podcast. Agreed. Rather than something that we just played because we sort of felt like we had to. Did okay. I this has it has to do with games that we would play probably and will I think we might play this one. Um but okay. did you see the trailer for Pilot Wing 64 that Nintendo posted? Oh, man, did I ever. <laughs> oh, that was so good. I hope we get more uh, sensual voiceovers like that. Absolutely. That is, that is the content I want. 100%. I did like, 
I'm so used to their like default sort of Nintendo direct advertiser voice that yeah. does that weird thing where they add the word game after the name of every game. <laughs> Have you noticed that? <laughs> I haven't, but it does sound like a very Nintendo thing to do. Thank you for like, thank you for supporting the Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity game. Yeah, it goes back. I feel like it goes back to like, a, you know, those old, old uh, it's not a Nintendo. It's a video game console that is a that is made by Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 very clearly like it's it always stands out to me. And it's like this is obviously like a style guide thing. Yeah, this is like someone was in there and said, like, you have to say it this way. But yeah, it's like I would fully have expected like. Coming soon to the Nintendo Switch Online N64 Expansion Pack service, the Pilot Wing 64 game. It's like, <laughs> and like I would have been totally fine with like, okay, it's just they're just gonna they're just gonna do the voice where it's like, you know, fly your jetpack through the rings, fly your plane through the rings, <laughs> shoot shoot a robot or something. <laughs> When I saw that robot, I was like, oh, I've never played Pilot Wing 64, have I? <laughs> that was my. When I. Yeah, so I played Pilot Wing 64, but I don't remember any of it. Like, I didn't play it enough. Yeah, I, I think that's it. I think I, I rented it, it and played yeah. like two missions. Yeah, yes. Because I was like, there's. there's you shoot robots? And the the. I don't know if I would have watched the video. I would have just been like, oh, cool, that's happening. But because the voice was so unexpected, like, this is fantastic. I hope Nintendo just, just, you know, roll with it. Just, 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 just get a little wild out there, Nintendo. You don't, you don't got to be so, well, Nintendo. Did you ever finish SNES Pilot Wings? Which, no. by the way, why in the hell do we not have Pilot Wings on the SNES service? Nothing makes any sense. But did, we, have we, you ever actually played all of SNES Pilot Wings? No, 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 I haven't. I've never finished a Pilot Wings game. Yeah, that game, all, like, I have actually gotten to the end of that. And that game goes from, like, you know, fly your plane in and land on the target or land on the runway through the rings or whatever. And, like, you know, do your skydiving and land on the land on the the bullseye thing to get points or whatever. Yeah. Um. So you do all this, like, basically target landing and and flying stuff. And then it ends with, like, a desert strike rescue, like, attack helicopter mission. What the hell? Where you're, like, you're, like, bombing anti-air installations. <laughs> maybe that's why it's not on the service. <laughs> Maybe Nintendo, maybe Nintendo's overly concerned with these things or something. I don't know. I mean, it could be. I guess like it does feel like more of a legitimate war, um, like a, a legitimate like wartime circumstance in Pilot Wings, whereas like in Pilot Wing sixty four, it's like okay, well, you know, no one's gonna complain that you're fighting a giant robot. That's just cool. That's yeah. That because that has no that has no parallel to real life events yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know that 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 might be uh that i might would be love why... to play pilot wing 64 for a podcast yeah me but too again bringing it back that's gonna take time i don't imagine we're gonna get through that in two hours like how, yeah, long, how long to giant is. robot yeah that would be beating the game as far as i'm concerned i don't know what happens afterwards but if if i just want to get to the giant robot <laughs> 
Yeah. I don't but know. So, why. like, I don't know. what we're going to sort of lean into this format of, like, if we rather than force ourselves to just arbitrarily have a game played every week so that we have something to talk about for the podcast every week, we're going to give ourselves, we're going to basically try to continue to record every week. So we have an episode every week. The episode may just not be centered around a game so that we have more time to play, to spend a little bit more time with games that we care about. And and games that we don't podcast about. <laughs> also that, yeah. <laughs> if we're being completely honest. Yeah, I've, like, I'm not playing much of anything that's not, like, specifically for content creation. Although I found a bit of a loophole. Oh. I am planning today... I know I've said this about 800 times already, mm-hmm. but when we're done with this podcast, yes, I'm going, I'm like 90% sure I'm going to start Dragon Quest XI. Re- and the really? reason why is because I'm probably going to have to capture some footage from it for Square Enix for a work thing. Oh. So I now have an excuse to do it that is specifically like no you have to this sounds like this this is the this is like the trophy motivation like achievement motivation right basically yeah oh i only can, the I, trophy is cash oh yeah sure i mean you know whatever teach their own <laughs> <laughs> it's real bank account points instead of fictional playstation account points hey you can get playstation star points or something now which are <laughs> not nfts <laughs> that's good but i don't know what they are I, I i looked i read or i looked over the program and it seems really weak to, yeah, to say I, the least yeah i don't care about it and this is coming from someone who would have bent over backwards to do some dumb crap for trophies i mean not so much anymore but in the past i've had like listen i'm i'm not hating on that at all i have absolutely had some games that i played exclusively for achievement hunting yeah. and some games that i played in a particular way specifically for achievement hunting I won't talk about it, but I can't say that um, I have like one or two experiences of this. I have hundreds. <laughs> oh, I know. It was like it, like my uh, my brother-in-law was like had like a whole I mean, he he had Gamefly and he would get games for he would get like Avatar and whatever. Oh, yeah. Trash licensed games because it's on, like uh, that's an easy thousand. That's like, yeah, are you I, having fun? Like the, it's the, a thousand the, points. Well, to be fair, the Avatar one takes about 26 seconds or something yeah, like that. Like, I you know. load the game, you tap the button 50 times, and you're done. Yep, it's true. I mean, <laughs> that's the one Avatar. I bring up, because that's, like, the gold standard for, like, yeah, do you want to do all the achievements without actually ever playing the game? No, 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 no. That That's, like, the boomer gold standard. The, today's gold standard, if what you want... there. Okay, I don't know if you've seen these. Hold on, let me find you the series. Um, hang on a second. It's, it's, it's called... So... It's it's kind of a nightmare on the, the the PlayStation folks are upset because I guess they've made it even easier to put games on the PlayStation service. Okay. So there are about 100 games in the jumping series. So uh-huh. it's like the jumping pizza, the jumping pumpkin, the jumping coffee, the jumping whatever. There's like sure. a bunch of these. And then there's one called or there's another series. I'm trying to see if I can bring up the page so you can see all of them. They are Stroke the series. Oh, um, n- no, it's, it's stroke the cat, stroke the hamster, stroke the hedgehog, fish, dog, okay. snake, rabbit, 
yeah, and no, all of these, like like pet. Got yes, it. Yeah. And there is no there is no <laughs> there is no monkey on here at the moment. Excellent. Um smart. But, but they're 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 these trophies that, you know, they take you a minute to go in there and you you stroke the animal by hitting the button. It's like the mayonnaise ones or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like where you tap the mayonnaise or something. Yeah. Um got it. That these are these would be the new gold standard for people that only care about watching number go up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which I I I played the mayonnaise one like four years ago and then it was like this is why did I pay fifty cents for this? And I felt uncomfortable about my decision. <laughs> so I, I, I stayed away from those, but I did play like all of uh Dragon Quest Warriors are these and Dragon just Quest like, Warriors 2. Are these just like clickers where there's just a static image on the screen and then you press a button and it does a pet? I think so. I've not watched gameplay footage, I have to say. That's, know you know what? Sure. Fair enough. I don't know, because I saw an article being like, people are angry about the stroke this series, and I was like, oh, God. And then I clicked and was like, oh, 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 okay, it's just trophies. Yeah, okay. Because <laughs> I was about to say... That's a different say, kind of anger than I was expecting. I thought, I thought we were getting someplace inappropriate for a moment. Yep. <laughs> uh, so, no, actually, I speaking of games that... Well, this is not inappropriate at all. I suppose it wasn't appropriate at one point because there was glitches where your genitalia hanged out of your pants. But um, oh yeah, the so over the last month and a half or so, the Chisi and I have been playing Cyberpunk, and we are in the the last stretch of mm. one of the endings now. And I got to say, the world's really neat. I enjoy like building my character up, and I, I'm I'm uh, obviously they give me the option to punch things in this game, so I punch things in this game, sure. and it's extremely extremely rewarding because at this point i'm more or less an unstoppable mechanical juggernaut that just punches things like and kills everyone and i'm invincible and it's fantastic that's um i i'd like i i for one cannot uh cannot say anything against a game where you can go through and punch everything very powerfully exactly punch punch girl would be punch girl would enjoy that aspect of cyberpunk i'm certain you know, it's interesting. I feel like, you know, you've come back around and started playing Cyberpunk. I feel like it's having a No Man's Sky-esque renaissance. So I think what, so the reason I started playing it again is because I saw the final update patch for PS4 was released. Yeah. And they said this is the last one on for the old consoles. And I was like, okay, this is as good as it will ever get on yep. the system that I own it for. And since I got it for five bucks, I, I have to play it on this system. <laughs> sure. Instead of just waiting to play it on the system that I should play it on. Um but I own it and it's there. It's $5. Mm-hmm. So I saw it was the last update patch and that's what made me play it. I know a bunch of people probably started playing it because of the anime on Netflix, which I heard is pretty decent. Um, yes. Yes. So I, I have that, also heard that that's quite good. So that that's probably gotten people excited about it once again. I don't know. Maybe they had other marketing in other areas or what? what I don't know how the, the, however the whole machine works. It does seem like cyberpunk is it's, it's, like cool to talk about now although the story is still it's really kind of i don't like the main not the main main character but i don't want to say anything in case people play it but i i just i'm not a fan of the some of the main people in the in the game like it's it's it, the yeah, game is very you. much a cd project red i feel like i'm playing you know the 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 witcher storyline the stuff i didn't like about it it's the same reason i don't particularly care for the castlevania anime or yeah the castlevania anime on netflix where it's like oh i'm this i'm the i'm the gritty main character you know oh, the, it's the it's anti- too much edge i just can't yeah like 
the, when I was watching the, I, I was, I, I, the, the, the Castlevania anime where he walks into town, he looks over and sees the dead bodies on the ground. He looks at him for, you know, three seconds and then spits on them. And then it cuts to another scene. I'm like, what was the point of that? <laughs> like, why, why is this, is this, is our Belmont bro spitting on the dead bodies? I don't understand what that scene adds. And then it's edge. like, oh, it's, it's edge. It's for it the people edge. that are playing a video game and they're like, you know what I want to do? I want to be able to bang in this helicopter. Let's yep. have a sex scene right now. And I'm just sitting there going, oh my God, this is stupid. Yep. <laughs> so the it's weird to play a game as big as Cyberpunk and not like the story at all, but yeah, enjoy some yeah, of the yeah. side stories and enjoy the world and the environment and the like the the, the the world building outside of the main story is fun and i and i like some of the characters i've met in side stories and all that kind of stuff but the 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 the, the selling points of having um you know neo which fi i found out today or not today but i was when i was teaching a class we were talking about movies and we mm -hmm. asked the students or i asked the students uh how many had seen the matrix trilogy and this is a class of like 200 kids sure uh 15 people maybe raised their hands and then I was like, okay, okay, who actually watched all three movies of the original trilogy? Only one person. I was like, okay, yes. I I now I now understand that feeling of like, oh, this is this is now really uncool. <laughs> like, yep. The Matrix was something my my parents liked. <laughs> and it was it was weird because it's still just part of, you know, when I think about the world of movies or the world around me, the Matrix is what pops into my head when I think of computer cyberpunky, all that kind of you know, tech in the future, robots, mm -hmm. whatever. That's what comes to mind. And now it's like, mm, yeah, sure, I guess that's a thing, but I don't care about it. Right. Um, it, it, was a, it was a weird moment. But so I don't really care about Keanu Reeves being it. I don't care about the the main story. It's definitely just, you know, the edge for edge sake. Maybe I would have liked it in 20 years ago or something Then I would have been all about it and been thinking that it was the greatest storytelling ever. But for yeah. me, it's like, eh, eh, it's it's whatever. It feels very much like it... Um there's a certain well, you talk about edge right there's a certain um there's a certain appeal that is essentially like teenagers wanting to feel like they're adults yeah that's really what it that's really what it feels like it appeals to sure sure mm -hmm. and i mean it's i'm not talking about cyberpunk specifically i'm just talking about that style of sort of like over the top edge storytelling in general Mm -hmm. wherever it shows up is just like if you are <laughs> yeah or or an a old or a, a someone that's older that's <laughs> wants to relive that feeling or something i don't know like right. that devil like you know the either anti-hero because being an anti-hero is very popular and that feels very much like the edge yeah absolutely of of that of that type of character right like that is a popular idea like oh i don't care at all but i'm gonna save everybody because you know, I'm still going to save everybody, but I'm going to pretend like I don't care about it. Right. I don't care. I like I'm I'm going to I'm going to do the right thing, but I'm going to act really cavalier about it and be like, I won't do this again. And then the next quest is, hey, can you go do this? Of course. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, of course. Absolutely. I'll do it. What do you mean? Why are you even asking me that question? <laughs> I want whatever the gear is going to be. So, yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> 
Yeah, That's I what... just I feel like with Cyberpunk though, like it came out to a bunch of negative press. It was busted. It didn't work properly on the old consoles. It clearly needed more time in development. Well, or uh, not a bunch of in... negative stuff came out for oh the company as a whole. Yeah, yeah, for CDPR. Yikes! And it was just a whole bunch of negative stuff all at the same time. Like it did not. The launch was a complete botch, especially given the frankly, impossibly high expectations that had been built up around it. Well, high expectations and that they were trying to put on a generation of consoles that it should not have been on. Right. It, right. it that just shouldn't have happened. Um, but I feel like in a much in the same way that No Man's Sky did, it came out to some negative press and some, you know, people being unhappy with the uh, the opening presentation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it has slowly gotten better over time and those really visceral initial reactions have kind of dissipated um yeah you know, like that it's not like people aren't as like raw angry about it anymore <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, know that's true. like that all of those initial like this isn't what i expected feelings are kind of uh are, are kind of gone. And if anything, people who go into the game now have the, have all of that backlash as their expectation of like, wow, everyone said this game sucked. And then you go into it and it's like, oh, this doesn't suck. This is actually fine. Yeah. That, well, that was my experience. I was like, oh, huh, maybe all those complaints are out of blown out proportion. I was like, oh wait, no, this game came out two years ago. Right. And has had multiple patches since then. So right. Let's put it into perspective. Maybe it is still, bad two years ago it was still bad but it's hitting that point where people are like you know let me give this a shot and they're actually having a decent time with it so i feel like it's having a bit of a a nice no man's sky i think i think it is having a no man's sky moment i am upset with the with the like extent to which um that's just allowed to happen now because of patches where you can just release a game that's at like 60 or 70 percent and have everyone be mad at you and then be like, and then eventually you repair your reputation because two years later it actually works. Yeah, it's 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 something that is upsetting only because it it seems that then you don't like companies don't necessarily have to rely on making the product good in the first time around, which right. is which is not great overall. I think it's also just kind of the future no matter what. Yeah, even Even if a game is great, my guess is, is that companies will still work on it for, you know, years to come. Right. Yeah. Like, so, so that aspect is frustrating because if this game, if, if that game had shipped 20 years ago that way, or 10, maybe even 15 years ago, 10 years ago, mm-hmm. it would have been a disaster. Yeah. That just would have been the game. Yeah. And there would have been no way to come back from it or to recover from it because right. you can't just, you know, I mean, you can yeah. release a new version, but it's, it's not the same thing as fixing it for everyone that already bought it. Right. Exactly. And even that was, like, not really a common thing that happened. I don't know if it ever happened. They might fix, fix minor glitches or if there is, you know, music that they decided was inappropriate in, in a game, they would remove yeah, that I, I or think something the, like that. Yeah, I think the biggest difference is probably version differences between regions. Right, which would just be, yeah, yeah, at launch for sure. And then it's the only, I mean, there's a few games that you can think of that remove stuff. Like, I believe San Andreas removed the... The hot like, coffee. Didn't, didn't they yeah. patch out the hot coffee thing and like Zelda's got rid of the the, the chanting in the fire temple and that right. kind of stuff. I, I just mean like s- 
smaller changes, like the reason why a lot of uh, speedrunners play on yes Japanese versions of games is because like yeah it takes time to localize, and while they're doing that, they're also bug fixing. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Well, because it's had a second round of exactly. It, uh, it had the English playtesters playing it too. Right. At that point, so then they so it had a whole nother round of people being like, "Oh, hey, check this out." Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so like there's <laughs> bugs that exist in the in like Japanese Link to the Past that don't exist in English Link to the yes. Past. Yep. And stuff yeah, like I've that. But those that. are like you have to really be looking for most of those. There's very few of them that are like incredibly uh that are like incredibly notable or stand out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for the most part, the it's and and for the average person playing it's the same game. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I, I bet if we pulled the 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 average person that bought Zelda at launch and then pulled the people that launched it at and then bought it like six months later, Ocarina of Time, that is. Uh if you pulled them and then played the Fire Temple music, they'd be like, Yeah, that's the music, and it wouldn't matter which version you played. Yeah, it would say it would sound the same. Right. It's fine. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's that's the one I played, and it's like, well, okay. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Um so yeah, we're in an era where you like you can just release a game. And it's like if it plays on a basic level, then you can just and everyone's mad at it because it's not actually good when it launches. <laughs> you can be like, ah, it's fine. We're still working on it. And it's like, well, then why'd you release it? Uh, well, we kind of need to recoup the costs. Yeah, we, need, uh. we needed uh, <laughs> the shareholders wanted us to show a profit in Q3. So <laughs> that's literally the reason. So it's out now. Pay money. Yeah, yeah. It's true. Oddly related note, actually. Oh, okay. Um, cause you know what really released in that state also? What? Street Fighter V. Ah. Street Fighter V came out several years ago, like 2007, 16, I want to say. I don't remember, but that sounds right. Um, and when it came out, it basically had like a versus mode. And that's Okay, it. yeah. Like, I think it had a versus mode and training mode, and that was and yeah. <laughs> maybe arcade mode, but I think that was even a thing where it's like it doesn't even have arcade mode. And then, like, three months later, it finally got a story mode, and the story mode was bad. And it was just, like, just huge chunks of expected content just missing, just gone. Um, So, have you seen any of Street Fighter Six? I haven't, no. You should see some of Street Fighter Six. Why? There's a there's a closed beta going on right now, and Street Fighter Six is like making me think. You know how you mentioned at a certain point you were watching like footage of Guilty Gear Strive, and you yes. were like, "Well, I'm not actually going to play this, but goddamn, it looks really good." Yeah, like I would like to play this. I'm just not going to. Yeah, I'm having those feelings about Street Fighter Six. It Seriously? looks phenomenal. Like. I like it is it is putting me in that in that place of like, damn, I might have to learn fighting games again. <laughs> oh, my God. Like it. Look, I've I've been I've been watching some footage. There are some big FGC people who are playing the closed beta right now. It's you know what it is. It's like Street Fighter five. I was never really interested in because I was, you know, I follow people who are into fighting games and I have kind of the same feeling that I have about um, wrestling, like professional wrestling, where it's like, I really enjoy watching people who are into this talk about this and experience this. But I'm not really into it myself. 
I like watching it at that second level where I'm watching pat like people who are passionate and have fun with it, like talk about it and make jokes about it. And I will like learn things from osmosis. <laughs> so I'm kind of like I'm kind of in that spot with fighting games where I can listen to people talk about fighting games, but I'm not actually going to play them. But yeah. I think they're I think they are interesting to observe from a distance. And that but like there's a certain amount of sizzle in in a fighting game where it's like, oh, I'm I'm actually personally interested now. <laughs> and Guilty Gear does that because the animation's so crisp. Yeah. And Street Fighter is now doing that because the um the presentation and mechanics look really crisp. Ooh. Um especially the presentation. They like the they are using like just really vibrant like colors and it almost looks like like paint and watercolor. It's it's impossible to describe. It doesn't look like Guilty Gear at all. It's a completely different artistic style. Yeah, good, good. But because it is going for more realism, but it's realism with like really vibrant splashes of color. Like that when you use awesome. a special move and everyone's got this sort of like really, really bright, almost graffiti looking uh, trail that follows them when they use a move. It just and then there's clashes and there's like a huge explosion of this kind of like paint color that just kind of it, it's it's good. It looks really good. I'm very, very intrigued. When does it when does it come out? Why don't you play the demo or is it not something that everybody can play right now? Uh, oh, yeah, you said closed. Yeah, you did yeah, say it's that. closed beta. So um, I don't think it's out till next year, but it's October. So that's not really that far. Um, I don't know what the exact. Yeah, true. Next year. Could, that, that, that's that's a, a wide. That could be three months from now. <laughs> or it could be actually a year. <laughs> it could be an actual full calendar year. Um. Yeah, I don't know, but I I have eyes on it. It's it's one of those things where I'm like maybe fighting games. That'd be funny if you got back into it only because you were so sure you were done. It's just like, yeah, I don't know. It just oh, seems no, I like get a, it. it seems like a lot of work to get good at it. But this game looks like a game <laughs> that you could enjoy without putting in that work necessarily. Yeah, like if you don't care about being the best. So if, if you had a if you had a shift of perspective, you would probably just enjoy it a lot. Trump. Yeah, that's how I used to. Uh, that's how I used to enjoy both fighting games and Pokemon games before I learned about how deep the competitive scene went. And I was yeah. like, oh, I hate this. Nope. I, I can still enjoy a Pokemon game casually. I can I can. I'm, I'm OK with that. I'll, I'll play the new Pokemon game and I'm just not going to look at the, you know, here's how to make the best and the and the. And the whatever, because if you just yeah. want to play Pokemon, you can Here's pretty how much to optimize via egg breeding. <laughs> yeah, you can you can you can do whatever you want if you don't care about that. Yeah, but it is yeah, hard. The first I time I learned about to, it, it killed me. I really tried it. to enjoy uh, sword. I mean, sword and shield kind of sucked. I thought they were fine, but I also kind of had a lot of joy sapped from from people who were like I like I streamed it right. Yeah, so I had, I, I had exposure. It. I had exposure to this, uh, this, you know, sort of toxic Pokemon community where yes. everyone's screaming at me for not knowing all of the distinct type matchups and what all the natures and, yeah, and, you're and, like, Whatever. and status effects do. And I'm like, there's, 
I haven't played Pokemon consistently in like 20 years. <laughs> like, I don't know what the what the matchup types are for Fairy. I don't. I still don't. <laughs> I don't even know how, like, I was surprised the other day because I was playing Pokemon Go and I was like, oh, damn, Dark type is good against Ghost? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I know red and blue, and I actually played a decent amount. I honestly played a decent amount of silver and gold, and I still don't remember dark type except that it beat up psychic. Yeah, that's the one <laughs> thing I remember is that dark type is the hard counter to psychic being OP in Gen 1. That was that's that's about the limit. That's the end of my Pokemon knowledge. And so I, I had fun playing through Pokemon Sword, but after I beat the game, I I never wanted to go back to it. Like, I don't have any sort of urge to i didn't have any any desire to play the dlc even though it had blastoise in it and that should have been a reason for me want to go back i was like i'm not spending 30 bucks to get blastoise and then what play a terrible story because the story was atrocious even for a pokemon game it's true yeah (laughs) all of the characters were bad with like two exceptions yeah well, the characters them like some of the designs and things are fine. Like I don't, I don't know. Oh yeah, People... no, I just mean the writing, the character writing. Speaking of speaking of character designs, I I saw the the Fire Emblem Engage announcement. I was like, oh, that's rad. And then I just happened to be on. Twitter where I clicked the post and there's a whole bunch of people come or no, maybe it was Nintendo life. I don't know people. I should just stay away from comments, but I, yeah, I couldn't get over people. Com- good idea. Yeah. I couldn't get over people complaining about the way the fire emblem engaged models look. And I'm like, doesn't it look the same? What? I don't understand. Isn't, isn't it this like, they were like upset about the design of the characters or something. And I don't, I just don't get it. I don't know what they're upset about. What's what's so different about this than Three Houses in terms of the the feeling of the characters? I don't know. And like people have very, very, very specific ideas of what it is that they want from their game. And like if it doesn't check every single one of the boxes three times, they're going to scream about something. I guess it must be something like that. Yeah. It's to a certain to at a certain point, there is just there's no there's no there's no helping it you're like you can't you can't please everybody yeah that's just that's just the 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 end of it isn't it yeah sometimes sometimes that's just that's where you're left (laughs) sometimes it is just like you know what let people complain yeah yeah of course i just i was i was genuinely asking what the issue was because i didn't understand it when i I look at it the only thing that like my initial reaction and the reaction of several others is like I looked at this sort of like two tone color of the of the main character's hair and I was like, well, that's just a VTuber. <laughs> oh, like yeah, that's sure. just that character just looks like a VTuber. <laughs> like that's a little that's a little bit on the nose because like it's a it's a like a red and blue split right down the middle and it's like okay so is there going to be like a paragon renegade like oh that makes you more blue or red or something yeah is there going to be like a paragon renegade uh, like moral choice system oh i hope not that makes you more blue or more red I really or is hope it not. just or is it just like even if it doesn't change your actual model is it just the idea that you can you know that you're, you know, between these two moral extremes and you have a little bit of of both good and bad in you. Like, it feels it feels like that same kind of cringe edge. 
I know what you I do know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. So like if I have a complaint, that's probably it, but even still, it's like whatever, the game looks cool. It's it's Fire Emblem, but you get to summon Fire Emblem characters as your personas. Yeah, you get you, that's it's, dope. Yeah, it's like, hey, do you want some nostalgia? All yeah. Right. We got you. Don't worry. Don't worry, folks. Do you want to play Fire Emblem Heroes, but have it be an actual full Fire Emblem game? Go. Here it is. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 uh, I'm sorry. I don't know if you can hear it, but the, the people upstairs have been moving furniture all morning. I thought they were done, but I'm hearing furniture again. I, don't oh, know I can't hear on. anything at all. Oh, okay. okay. I have two questions. Yes. And we're going to try to we're like. As the as the new format of the podcast is to keep things brief because we don't have a game to talk about. Um, I'm going to uh, I'm going to end us off unless you have something specific to talk about with two questions, one of which will be from Swoggles. Yes. But one of which is from me. Oh, and oh, that okay. is since we're not talking about a specific game this week, uh, it's October and there's a ton of stuff coming out in the next like three to six months or so. What are a couple of things that you're uh, really interested in playing that are coming out soonish? I want to play God of War. Okay. But I might just wait to get a PS5 and play it on whatever on on that. Um, that also will then make the price go down to practically free because all PlayStation first party titles get you know the Steam treatment in yeah, a year yeah. and a half or so. Because I bought God of War for five dollars, like the 2016 one or 2018 one or whatever yeah. it was. Um, I think it was 18. Yeah, 2018. Um, so I'm, I might just wait for that, but I'll definitely pay, play Pokemon when it comes out. Cause if I don't play Pokemon during the hype of Pokemon, then I'll be like, I don't care about playing Pokemon, but I want to, I would like to, to play it because it's, you know, kind of a cool MMO thing and Lachisi and I can play it together and that'll be fun. Yeah. That's uh, good. I talked about Theat Rhythm last time. Yes, we did. But I'm, I'm less excited about that when I realized I don't have my stylus. So that, that's. Yeah. That, yeah, you you ran into that. that. You ran hard. into that like live on the podcast, and you're yep. like, "Oh, wait." Yeah, that's that's bumming me out a bit. But yeah, so I, I would say the the big game that's due I'm looking forward to is is Pokemon, and and then like that's not so new, but it's newish is the the re release of Kirby, the the Wii one, whatever it's called, Nightmare in Dreamland oh, or Return right. to Nightmare yeah, in Return Dreamland. to Dreamland. Yeah, I forgot they were doing that. That was those, one of those games that, like, Jesse and I, for the longest time, yeah, would just look for Return to Dreamland on Wii. That was, like, anytime we'd go out to, like, a used game store. Yeah. Which we haven't done in a long time, because digital. Mm, um, yeah. <laughs> um, We're actually, we've got a box of things we want to trade in that are, like, duplicate games on the shelf. And stuff oh, that cool. we just straight up don't want. They'll probably expect you to give them money for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> depending on where you go i guess some of it's not bad some of it's actually like like i've got you know like metroid other m which okay yeah while not being good is still i, a I metroid had fun game. i had fun playing through it again last it year. has value yeah yeah Boy, if you but there's other stuff in there there's there's a copy of mario kart wii in there because i have like apparently three of those for some reason <laughs> why I mean, I guess you don't know. <laughs> it's because we bought one when it came out and two others have floated into us from garage sales at some point. Uh, okay. Because Jesse's mom goes to garage sales a lot. And anytime she sees video games, she just basically buys them sight unseen without knowing what they are. That's awesome. 
And then it's just like, hey, do you want this? And then we say no. And then she gives them to us anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, <laughs> so it, a lot of it is just like licensed game garbage. But every once in a while, there's like, a, oh, hey, you found Conker's Bad Fur Day. Whoa. Okay. For five dollars. What? Yeah, that, all right, yeah, it's good. What? We'll take that, that one. If that that's worth a lot more than five bucks. It sure is. It nice. sure is. Nice. So yeah. Um so yeah, we got a bunch of games that anyway, that's not what I was trying to get into. I was talking about going out to use game stores. Why was oh, I talking true. about going out? Boy, I've lost the thread. You were you were selling old games that were duplicates. Yeah, before that. Uh you were talking about maybe games you want to purchase or something. I don't know. I also don't know. What was I talking about? We were talking about games we were looking forward to. Yeah. And then that's, that's all I, yeah. Nope. Well, okay. What, what's a game you're looking forward to since we don't know where that thread was going. Yeah. That's, it's funny because anyone who's listening can just rewind and, they're and like, find what? out where that sentence started and where it was going and be frustrated <laughs> that it's never going to reach its conclusion. Or more realistically, they probably are like, why are you confused? <laughs> yeah. You were just talking about it. It's this. <laughs> also that. But I've lost it. It's gone. It's completely gone. It's completely gone. It's been a long week. I've worked like 60 hours since Monday. Oh, man. Like from like Monday to Friday. It's been like a 60 <laughs> yeah. hour week. Wild. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, I'm really looking forward to Bayonetta 3. Oh, Bayonetta 3. Yeah, of course. That's out in, so like, that's, that's that's out in a couple I, weeks. Sorry, yeah. That's one that I really wanted to buy, and then I was thinking, I think I love the idea of Bayonetta, but I don't need to play it. Like, I'm happy just to watch or hear about people's experiences, because I never even played Bayonetta 2. I really loved the first Bayonetta, mm. played that a bunch, and then never bothered to play Bayonetta 2. And then I figure if I haven't bothered to play Bayonetta 2, I probably won't bother to play Bayonetta 3, so I shouldn't purchase it. That's honestly a wise decision. Yeah. I, I've had to like, it's been kind of painful because there are some games and some game franchises that I like have had to make that decision on. And I'm like, man, I, I wish I didn't feel this way about it. Yeah. I you feel know, bad. I, like I, I, I wish I was playing it. Yes. I feel bad that I don't want to play Bayonetta because, yeah. but I was like, I bought Bayonetta two and I'd never even put it in the Wii U. It's in yep. its wrapping wrapper somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, if there is a game where I own the previous version of it in shrink wrap on the shelf, I'm not, I should not buy the next one. Yeah, that's how that's how I felt. That's that's I had that experience with. Oh, I I have something to share actually about Xenoblade Chronicles. Oh yeah. So, okay. So I, I I booted it up on the Switch. I played it for three or four hours again. So I got to like recently. Yes, yes. Because because oh. I I was playing it last. I was playing it last, well, I mean, relatively recently. It was probably three weeks ago. Um, but I was playing it last February, and then I was like, I'm going to play a bit more of this. So I was, I had some uh, time where I was at my mom's, and I was like, I'm going to play, I'm going to check this out. And I got to the point where you find out one of the first big reveals in the mm -hmm, story. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that's neat. And then I got to the next part where I was just doing some more of the stuff, and I was like, I don't want to play this game ever again. <laughs> Yeah, I just I'm done. I don't I don't I, I it's weird because I should love it. I love MMOs. 
I, well, I love the idea of MMOs. I love Final Fantasy Twelve. I like big open worlds with nothing in them where you're just walking around killing stuff. Like it's that's fun to me sometimes, but I don't want to play this game ever again. So I, sure. I closed the I closed it. I went online. I read the story of the game that I've been missing out on for, you know, seven years, 10 years now, whatever it's been more than that, 12 years. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a cool story. <laughs> it is. It's a cool I, story. It's an interesting world. I'm glad I now know it. And I understand why people played it. It was like, holy crap, this this game blew my mind. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was I, I also Googled like animated and or animated story of this. And there's someone that made like a 30 minute or 20 minute animated video explaining the, the Xenoblade Chronicle storyline. I was like, wow, this is great. This is what I want. I don't yeah, want to play this cool. game. I just want to know the 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 general story beats. And I'm so happy. I feel like I've removed this burden from myself. Yeah, bought, yeah, 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 yeah. I've bought the game three times on, you know, I have it on the Wii. I got it on 3DS. Well, I guess I technically don't anymore, but that's a different story. Yeah. And then I have it on the Switch. I got to the furthest I've ever gotten on the Switch. And then I just decided I'm done. And then I was like, oh, wow, I don't feel bad anymore. I, I don't have to play Xenoblade Chronicles 2. I don't have to play Xenoblade Chronicles 3. And these are games that I see and I want to play. And I wanted to play rather, or I felt like I should be playing them because I should like them. And hearing you talk about it was cool. And I was like, oh, yeah, I want to get to that and play it. But yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. just never going to. And yeah, and I finally honestly, realized like, it. <laughs> making that determination and being like, yeah, it's not happening. Like, <laughs> yeah. it is very freeing. Uh, it's it's a similar like I've been able to knock things off the off the backlog by just being like, yeah, I'm just never going to play this. Yeah. But it's also for me equally freeing to knock things off of the I should stream this sometime list. Yeah, because that's actually something that I did with Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and then started playing it myself. And it was it the whole nature of that feeling was like, oh, now I can just play it when I want to. <laughs> and I don't have to worry about going through it three or four hours at a time and having to wait and schedule time for it. I can just, if I have time on a weekend, I can just, <clears throat> I can just turn it on and go. I can pop it in for an hour before bed. I can just yeah. play it at, during downtime and that's fine. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Granted. You're going to have a lovely time playing through Dragon Quest Eleven, um, not yeah. tied to a four to six hour stream time because the game's uh probably one of the longest rpgs you will ever play if you i was it. looking through footage um for the game a, never uh, ends. For, a, for a social post that is hopefully going to go up on the square enix account here shortly um I, I was i was looking for like some some footage or some information that i could that i could use and i was looking through all of these uh youtube playthroughs and I'm seeing like, you know, video one of 300 or like 110, 178 level <laughs> grinding. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, no, this is stream poison. It would only be good for a stream if you have a stream that that is what it is about. Or if yeah, that's if, your personality to to talk about uh, like like the this. If that is your stream, if you stream RPGs, yes. it's great. If you don't stream RPGs, it's not a game to stream. <laughs> yeah, if you if your entire thing is, yeah, we long play RPGs around here, and that's what your audience is there for, great, do it. Otherwise, um... Found, yeah, Dragon Quest Eleven would be one of the, the worst games to stream if you don't love... I have long... a hard enough time getting people to stick around for Lost Judgment. 
I, I feel like part of the problem with Lost Judgment for me when I watch it is that I want to play it someday. So I don't want to watch you play it. Yeah, I, I, I totally understand when that is the case with some people. I think yeah. with most people, it is just like the story is long and meandering and difficult to follow if you don't see every second of it. Okay, that's true, So yeah. if you miss, like, 15 minutes of story, you might as well just never watch it again. <laughs> you know, I, 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 so I always have the, well, most of the time, I almost always have your stream open, even if I'm not paying attention, and I, I clicked over to it the other day. I was like, what the hell's going on? You're you're looking at this kid through, like, what looks like a baseball mask or something, like, like oh, some kind of mascot's hat. I don't know what oh, you yeah. were in, but you were in, like, a suit, I think, because yeah, all I was, I was seeing was... Suit, yeah. Okay, yeah, that makes sense because you were looking at someone through like a bunch of slates, like like a you had like slated vision, and you were walking around, and um, I was I don't know what's going on, but I want to find out someday. <laughs> Those are uh, that was a DLC quest actually. Yeah, there that's are what I figured. Extra side quests and side stories for Lost Judgment related to uh, some of the the school side quests that you can do, and also just extra girlfriends, I guess okay sure. there's just like three there's just like three different side stories and like entire entire uh side quest chains related to meeting and dating girls okay which is actually kind of fun is it fun <laughs> um i mean the activities are not super fun i only did like one of them and what happened is I started playing the Lost Judgment DLC, but the big DLC that I was supposed to be playing is the Kaito Files, which is the big Kaito-focused side story about, like, he's going through his past and stuff like that. But Kaito yeah. is, like, the the sidekick. Ah, okay, okay. Um, So it's like we're, we're doing the, you know, the sidekick is getting the, is getting the, the spotlight for this bit. Um, So what I did is I went and I bought the... I guess season pass, which includes that because the Kaito Files DLC was like thirty bucks, and oh, wow. then that's there's a, that's like a pretty big DLC. Jeez. It's yeah, it's hefty. Wow. Um, so far I've played it like three times. I'm like seven or eight hours into it, and it feels like I'm like maybe halfway. Okay, so it's 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 a decent. Yeah, it's uh, a big it's a big story. Okay, definitely. Like it it feels like it's it feels like it's it's. I hesitate to say worth it because that's a subjective thing, but like well, there's, worth it there's content. If, if, if you say worth it and someone takes it as if you're saying it's worth it for everyone on the plant, that's on them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's worth it to you. And that's all that really matters because it was your money. <laughs> yeah. The story's good. It's well put together. It feels like a standalone game almost. Um, so yeah, that's nice. The, there are two packs of DLC, which I think are priced at either four ninety nine or nine ninety nine each. Um, and one of them is like the girlfriend pack where it's like, <laughs> here's three new girls you can meet and their side stories and all of the scenarios contained within and a whole bunch of other like pieces of equipment and things you can use. And there's like a hoverboard skateboard thing. And oh, my God, you some can back co to the some cosmetic it? stuff. Wait, wait, was this part of the, the DLC pack you purchased? So the Kaito files is just the story. And then there's two other smaller packs, which are like quest and cosmetic packs. Oh, Sega. So the Kaito Files is 30. And then the other two packs, which are like more side quests and more and just some cosmetic fun stuff. Yeah. Are like five or ten each. I forget. 
Okay, so there's and there's but probably then there some is a season pass where that, yeah, it's like okay. thirty five dollars for everything. Yeah, of course. So you get the season pass, <laughs> right? So it's like, well, it's thirty dollars for the thing that I'm gonna buy, or thirty five dollars for literally everything. So I'll drop another five bucks. <laughs> so I actually. So what I did is I bought the season pass, but when the, what the season pass does, because PlayStation Network Store is messy, um, <laughs> is when you buy the season pass, it doesn't actually download all of the stuff in the season pass. What it does is it makes the stuff in the season pass free on the marketplace because you basically pre-purchased it. So me thinking that I had already purchased and downloaded the, uh, the stuff from that DLC started the stream and then realized that I had not actually, I had only purchased the DLC and not downloaded any of it. I had to actually download all of it separately. (laughs) So for some reason I had one of those bits downloaded already. I guess that was just the one that decided to download when I bought it. And it was the girlfriend one. Ah, So I ended up starting to do a girlfriend side quest while I was waiting for the actual big story DLC, the Kaito files to download. That's kind of cool. So that's actually what you saw is me doing that. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I had not actually started the proper DLC at that time yet. So it was a DLC DLC quest. (laughs) Correct. Yes. But now I'm, I'm well into the, into the Kaito story and it's quite good. Um, it's doing a lot of work on character development because Kaito is, without saying too much, he's kind of presented as like the big dumb lug comic relief muscle character. Right. Yes. And this DLC is doing a lot to give him a lot more emotional depth, um, actually have him do some problem solving on his own. So you see, he's not just an idiot. <laughs> um like, he's actually, like, he's doing proper detective work, and it's really, it's cool to see. And it's, like, it's doing it in a way where it's, like, he's not just becoming the main character. Like, he's still himself. Mm-hmm. But you just see, like, oh, he's got his own way of problem solving. And it's not just, like, cure you brute force. <laughs> it's, he's actually thinking. He's actually, he's actually pretty smart. He just gets overshadowed by Yagami, who is the proper lawyer slash detective on the team. Ah, uh, gotcha. Like, he's not as smart as Yagami, but he's not dumb. Like, he right, is right. actually a capable, he's actually a capable person on his own. So it's it's really, it's really good. It's really good character development. Um, For something that I'm basically like, yeah, I just need to get this out of the way before Ishin comes out. Um, I'm having a really oh good time. Oh my god. Yeah. That's going to, I don't know, I, I want, I sort of want to play that on a PS5, and I kind of want to buy a PS5. I, I don't know, that might be the game I buy a PS5 for. Although, I don't know, now that I've had, now that I've upgraded my PC, if it comes out on PC, that might actually oh, be to play. That's true, actually, I do need to upgrade my PC, because I would like to play Starfield, even if it's a disaster, whenever that launches. And I'll need a new computer for that, because mine's very, very old. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah. What was the other question? Did, did we... You said you had two questions. Swaggle's question. Oh, yeah, that's right. Cue the music is actually very closely related, which is why I wanted to ask them in this order. Oh, okay. Um, Swaggle's would like to know, are there any indie devs that you're where you're waiting for their second game to come out? Because the first was great. Uh, There was one game that I liked a lot 
it's very old at this point. I think it was the Defender of the Valley. It was like a okay a tower defense game. Um, I think that's what it's called. Hold on. Uh, I think is that what it was called? Tower defense. Let's see. No, maybe that's not what it's called. Shoot. Well, you're looking. Well, you're looking that. Oh, up. Def- D- D- Defender's Quest: Valley of the Forgotten. Okay. I think is what it was called. Okay. This looks right. And I they had. They that. were supposedly working on a second one. They had some famous people working on the music and stuff. And I don't sure. know whatever happened to the the sequel. I don't think that will ever come out, which is sad. And the other, the other, I had that one. And then um, I really enjoyed Charles Barkley Shut Up and Jam Guide when I played. You know, twelve years ago. Although I imagine all of the jokes are not great and stupid if I were to play it today. Yeah. So I would have. It's not aged well. That's what I mean. Like, I imagine it's one of those ones of like, oh, God, this is not funny. Why did I think this was ever funny? But I would have liked to play their uh, the, the, the sequel that they're making because the actual game sounded cool. Like, the mechanics of the game and how it was all going to play and stuff. But that's you know that's happening. super dead, right? Oh, yeah, it's been dead for a long time. Okay. Very, very they they came time. out and it was like, it was a huge toxic mess where it's like, yeah, there was like some... Like, I, I'll stop short of saying, like, money laundering, but like, there was yeah, mismanagement and like... There was never, like, a really cohesive game vision, and, like, the whole thing was a mess, and it was never going to come together. Yeah, I, I, I gave them, like, $10 on Steam or whatever to get the, the or, I mean, on the thing to, like, their Kickstarter. their Kickstarter to give them, you know, just to get the game copy. So I didn't lose much, but I did yeah. get, I got some music files that I really love. That's um, cool. That was neat. One of the music files is the file that I played whenever I stream, not that I stream very often, but that was what I like to start the stream with because I thought it was such a banging track yeah but i've never really gotten burned on a kickstarter before i don't the only one i don't back very many of them but like and there are some that come out where i I back them and i just don't end up playing them so like but the but they generally are known to be pretty good so like yeah i never had one that just doesn't come out or where it's like jesse backed one once she actually backed like an automatic toothbrush is one of those oh, like yeah mouth, I heard about that I, one of those, I heard like, about that mouthpiece toothbrushes where yeah, it's where like, like brush put, brush yeah, your yep. whole mouth in like ten seconds or something <laughs> yeah she put like a hundred bucks into that Holy. and they just they just went completely under jeez but I've never yeah, I've never had like I never backed like Mighty Number no. Nine or or got really burned on on backing a uh, a project oh, I did, that I that mean, didn't come out or that came out really bad or anything like that. I backed those two things, um, my number nine, I mean, and, and, uh, and, and, and the sequel to Charles Bark or, um, Damn, that's a, that's a called. rough track record, man. I've only backed like 10 you... things on Kickstarter. I think not, not even that many, less than that. Probably. Did you back Shenmue too? <laughs> no, I saw that and I was really annoyed at the whole idea of, actually it was around, I don't know if I go to my Kickstarter account. I think I backed, um, the, the guy that, you know, the guy who runs dinosaur comics, have you no. have you ever read dinosaur comics before? No. Oh, really? Maybe. It's the one that and it's it's like a six panel comic where it's always the exact same panels. And then he just changes the text of what it is. It's like T-Rex and a little velociraptor thing. And oh, yeah, I think I've actually seen some of these. I don't like go read them, but I think I've seen them like reshared. OK, yeah, um, I've backed some of his stuff because I really like his writing style. So he had two books. One was how to invent everything. And another one was um I can't think of what the other one was called now. Uh, maybe he didn't have a Kickstarter for it. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure he did. I, I, it was like, oh, to be or not to be. The okay. it was a it was an adventure book for Hamlet, 
And that was fun. I think that was the very first thing maybe that I ever kickstarted, I want to say. Hmm. I don't remember. No, that can't My be right, first that was Kickstarter was Bloodstained. So, and I put like good money into that. I put like 300 bucks into that. <laughs> yeah, dang. Um, got the whole collector set. I've got the I've got the art prints framed in my room. That's cool. Like, yeah, it came with cool stuff. I, I don't regret it. Here, um, yeah, here, here, listen, here are the here are the four things that I backed when here from 2013 to 15 or so. OK, <laughs> to be or not to be. I got that one. Uh, then I did Charles uh, the Barkley two an RPG sequel. So right, that didn't work yep. out. Mighty mm-hmm. number no. nine. That didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I gave like 50 cents to someone doing something with potato salad because I thought it would be funny. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I'm 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 disappointed in myself that I can't remove things that I've pledged on my <laughs> Kickstarter account. <laughs> not, not that I use Kickstarter for anything, but I wish I could remove that because it's like, why did I give this person any money? What the, what like the hell the was I thinking? The whole project was just I'm making potato salad and it became a huge viral thing. Yeah, I got I got wrapped up in. Um, hey, that was a fun thing. I would I like if I, yeah. you know, if I had been like in no. tune with it, I would have probably thrown five bucks at potato salad. It's 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 dumb. Yeah, it was silly, but like it's it's a funny thing to be involved with. I think it's I think that moment of me spending that money on that is way, why whenever I'm watching like a stream and people spend money to have their comment read on stream where I'm like, I don't I don't know why that's interesting for someone to do. And they're like, well, you gave someone money because they were making potato salads. Like, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's fair. <laughs> so, and then I back two board games and then that book, the, the one that I was talking about. And that's, mm. that's it. Then I stopped doing it. Cause I was like, you know what? I'll just wait for it to come out. But then I end up in some weird cycle where it's, if the re the released thing doesn't come with the Kickstarter backed items, or I find out there was a Kickstarter for that thing that I'm like, you know what? I'm missing out on everything. So just screw it. I don't want it at all anymore. <laughs> So I've backed, I I brought my Kickstarter page up as well. I've backed four things. Okay, nice. The first one is Bloodstained, which I've discussed. Uh, Then I backed the Cyanide and Happiness adventure game. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Didn't play that. (laughs) But I backed it because I thought it would be fun. I thought it would be fun to stream. And then I realized that, like, that type of humor is not something that I'm really comfortable, like, really throwing in behind. (laughs) You don't want your whole ethos to be that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I backed the Good Life, which is the sweary. Oh God! Game. Did did you play it? Uh, no. But the you only own the game that I've backed and played is Bloodstained. <laughs> but but you own the Good Life. I do. What, what uh, for for PC? I'm guessing. Probably. <laughs> Probably you don't even know. <laughs> I mean, it's whatever. It's whatever version of it I asked for. Okay, so. <laughs> The Good Life is not a game that I would normally have backed, but here's the thing. I went to PAX West and Swery was there. Oh. And he was at a panel and he was really charismatic and personable. And I took a picture with him. Uh, now I got to give the, him money. He was, at the, <laughs> he was at the panel with Igarashi talking about Kickstarter backed projects because Igarashi was talking about Bloodstained at the time. Yeah. And I got caught up in it and he posted it. He, he did a big reveal where he's like, I'm, I'm going to announce my new project. And he revealed it there at the panel and I got caught up in the hype. So I threw it like 15 bucks. Fair. I think it's like $30 if you were to buy it now. So, you know, you, you got it on sale for 50% off. Basically, yeah. 
Not bad. And it seems like it seems interesting and weird and kind of fun. I think it's like literally every single one of his games in that it's one of their highly polarized reviews. Yes. It's either the worst game ever or the quite. It's you know, like or this it's game's from not divine. fun to play, but it's kind of so bad it's good if you're into that, which I am. So you would think that I would be into it, but I just haven't touched it. That would be. Yeah, I, that's when I wanted to play sort of. <laughs> the Deadly Premonition is another one of those series where it's like, yeah, I want to play that. I'm totally going to play it because I played the first one on 360 for about 10 hours. And oh, I, I, I had maybe not even that many. I don't know. I, I, we did it as like when I had some friends sleeping over and we were playing it and we, we laughed really hard because it was just there's just this moment we were we had to go to like a community center. And when we parked, we drove over grandma and yep. it was hilarious because, yep. you know. It's 20 years or 15 years ago or whatever it was. Oh, yeah. Um, it would still be hilarious. And yeah, no, it's it's <laughs> no, it's bizarre and weird and funny. Yeah. And, and like both in the, the crackers stuff scripted and in the stuff that you just do normally. Yeah, And the price of stuff was we were <laughs> like the vending machine crackers were still priced as dollars. So it was like five hundred dollars for yep. crackers. But then, you know, a steak dinner or like the meal or something was 20 bucks or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Yeah. So it was dumb stuff like that. That uh, so I've always wanted to go back and play the whole game, but never, never have. I don't know if I ever will. Yeah, I don't know. I've I've watched a let's play of all of Deadly Premonition. Sure. So in large part, you like, played it then. Yeah, I feel like I've gotten the bulk of the experience. No, I, I would say you've played the game if you've watched a Let's Play, unless you're the type of person that needs to like move the character themselves. Then watching a Let's Play is more or less playing the game because for some games I do. So you yes. mentioned Bayonetta earlier and I'm like, I could never like if I watched or experienced Bayonetta secondhand, all it makes me want to do is play it. It's it's weird because I said that I would watch a Let's Play or a video of it, but I'm not going to because I don't think I've ever watched a Let's Play of anything Fair. all the way through. Like, I, 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 I guess it was in that state of, yeah, I want to play this, but I'm not going to, so I'm okay with that. As opposed to being annoyed at myself for having a game series that I want to play <laughs> that See, like, I'm not going to play. Watching Let's Plays of games that I'm not going to play is what I do instead of watching movies. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. I get that. Yeah. You you can't do everything. You you can't watch movies and watch Let's Plays and work and, you know, play other games. There's it's, only so many hours. Sadly, it's a truth of it's just the truth. My last uh, backed Kickstarter project is actually one that is fairly recent that I might still play because it just hit early access like a few weeks ago. And okay. that is a game called Backpack Hero. I feel like I saw an advertisement for that. Backpack Hero. Okay. So, you know, Resident Evil 4? I did see this. Yes, yes. Okay. I, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the attache case, like whole Tetris thing in Resident yes. Evil 4, where it's like fit all the stuff in your in your case. In your yeah, box. what if there's yep. a roguelike that's just that? Yes. Yeah, I thought that was that was pretty cool. So I backed that. I, I watched uh, I watched that on extra credits and uh, and was like, this is the coolest. I have to go back it. So I did. And I might still play that because that looks fun. The problem I have with the problem I have with backing games or even it's the same problem i have with pre-ordering games it's not so much that i have anything against either of spending money up front it's that what if the game comes out and i don't care anymore yeah which has in fact happened twice yeah out of like three times basically yeah 
it's it's sort of the the first few times I bought season passes for games, and then I was like, oh cool, the content's out. Yeah, I'm not gonna play it. Why did I buy it? Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't tell you the number of times that I would buy. Like, I think I bought season passes for like Borderlands. Borderlands was the the Borderlands two is the yep. one that I remember buying being because I was so hyped about the game. I played you know I played the base game for two hundred something hours. And then when the DLC came out, I was just, I did not care. Yeah. Yep. Um, I, I bought it for, I want to say Bioshock Infinite. Ah, okay. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, a bunch of other games, like a bunch of other games that I just, uh, that I just never ended up. Oh, Fallout, Fallout 3. Oh no, I did. I bought that. I, I mean, I played all of those. I did actually eventually go back and play those, but it really felt like it was out of obligation at a certain point. I was like, I bought this DLC, I might as well play it. But it makes it like one of the only DLCs of anything that I ever actually played. <laughs> I, Except yeah, for the, Lost Judgment now, apparently. I was going to say, you got, you got, you, you, yep. <laughs> anyway, uh, the question was, what are some indie devs you're excited about? The answer for me is, I don't know if you can consider WayForward an indie dev at this point. I mean, they technically are, but they're on the, that like really high level of it. That's but, that's yeah that's a, that's a stretch that's but we'll iffy. go with it we'll go with I, it I would call them like a double A publisher <laughs> yeah single A to double A publisher. yeah <laughs> um but River City Girls two is coming out I'm super I'm super pumped about that oh it's it's, um, it's coming out for real oh yeah I mean it was supposed to come out already it's just delayed no that's what I mean I, by for real I mean there's a there's a release date because it was going to come out this summer and then it wasn't and then I didn't pay attention to it anymore until I don't know if there is a like firm release date but uh uh, oh no i don't want want a sports story situation you know oh god yeah what is going on with that i don't know i am looking forward to sports story whenever that's going to be a thing me too Uh, i I enjoyed that quite a bit Um, i'll probably wait for a sale again but that seems to be my mo lately which is weird because before i was the guy that bought everything first day yeah it's it's i mean when you just don't have time to play it you just don't have time to play it yeah, I think that's probably what it boils down to is that when I don't have as much time to play stuff, when I have time to play stuff, I'm playing something that's old and then I can get it for sale. And it's like, oh, that's kind of convenient. I don't like this. Nothing stings me like buying a game for $60 and then leaving it in shrink wrap and then seeing it go on sale for $15 and it's still in my shrink wrap. That's exactly that is exactly why I haven't bought a game unless I'm planning on playing it in that exact moment. Like right now. If, yes. Am I going to grab it and start it immediately? Then I'm not touching it. Yep. That's that is I have not purchased a new game and not done that in a very long time. Yeah, I have. I'm, I don't think I have either in, in a while. Sometimes Jesse will pick things up, but like, well, that she's doesn't like count. she she will pick things up because she thinks I'm more interested in playing it than I actually am. And I'm like, oh, OK, I'll write yeah. it off on my taxes. Because <laughs> that's a thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, you're a streamer. Yeah, it counts. So yeah, it's. Um, I think everybody in the world is looking forward to Hollow Knight Silk Song, but let's. I mean, hey, if you wrote off Dragon Quest Eleven on your taxes when it was purchased, and you're not streaming, and I'm calling the, I'm calling the police. I don't know if I did. <laughs> no, because I actually received that as a Christmas present. So that wasn't out of my pocket. Oh, you dodged a bullet, buddy. <laughs> you know, if also something... the police would be like, OK, no, I'm calling the police. The police are going to care. All right. Not, not I'm not calling the, the IRS. I'm not calling 
another government agent that may care more. It's the police. They're getting the they're getting the report. All right. Well, <laughs> just so you know, I have information on file that uh, lets people know that I am a streamer and there is a possibility of a fraudulent SWAT call to my address. I'm not calling that. Jesus. <laughs> like people's people are still getting swatted. Come on. I'm just saying. Really? You know, Shovel Knight Dig came out recently. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That is another, like, <laughs> moving things off of the police as soon as possible. Um, So that game looks fun. And I love Shovel Knight and Yacht Club. But, like, that is another one where it's like, I don't know. Am I going to play that? I didn't even finish the last Shovel Knight DLC. Yeah, you're not going to play it. And I feel bad because, like, I liked it. I like all of that stuff. That's so right up my alley. But I don't know. Dig just, like, it's not, it does, it's not capturing me. I think that is what I'm getting better at with time is in the past, it didn't matter. I was like, oh, I'm going to play this or the hype of being excited or I like the series or I want to be able to say I played something because I've done that before too, right? Where it's where it's kind of the cultural thing to talk about. It's like, oh, I want to play it too and so I can be a part of the conversation or whatever. Sure. And that, all, all of those things I don't care about anymore for the most part. Understandable. Like I'm, not, I'm not worried about, it's mostly just, hey, I want to do this because I want to I want to do it. So then I'm okay not buying something, right? Like I, I, I had this weird sense of, it was in the back of my head for the last year that I should be playing my, copy of xenoblade chronicles that i purchased again then when i finally just said i'm done i don't want to play this and read the story i was like oh my lord life is just so much easier now yeah <laughs> check it off the list it's like because it feels good to check things off the list right but then you it get does. to check it things does. off the list without actually having to put in the the like the time and effort <laughs> it's just like exactly. you you we just lie to our just lie to yourself and everything's better <laughs> It's not even that. It's just recognizing that, like, you are the only one holding you accountable for this thing that doesn't matter. That nobody cares about. Nobody cares. <laughs> and as soon as you recognize that and you free yourself from it, from it, because it's just like, well, no one, no one cares whether I do this or not. I'm the only one forcing this on myself. <laughs> so I can just not do it and no, and it will change nothing. And you do it and it changes nothing. And you're like, oh, that's way better. Oh, oh, oh that feels good. That's kind of pleasant. <laughs> yeah. It's so true. I have an important, I have an important third question for you. I said there would only be two, but there's okay. a third one. Uh, with us not playing a game this week, what the hell music do we use to end this podcast? Oh, God. Uh, what was the first game we talked about? Christophilus. Today. Oh, today. Um, jeez. I don't know. Was, we talked about Pilot Wings. Um, we should save that for when we talk about Pilot Wings, if we talk about we, Pilot Wings. Because we started out talking about something completely unrelated. I wish I, I, I think that's what we use. Whatever we the first, do. whatever first, the first game that we talk, the very first game that we mentioned in this, in this podcast is where we get our music from. Okay, I'll go back and find out. And we'll pull <laughs> if, music If you from want that. to. Unless it's something that um, we're going to play in, in the future unless it's something we might play in the future because pilot wings i would actually like to pull out what okay on um, what what video games were released on this day in history oh that's a good one i will on this like... day in history video games yeah is this is there a website that has this like game faqs maybe or something 
Oh, Mortal Kombat Arcade was released Video today. Video games Dude, released. That's pretty cool. October 8th. 1992, 30 years ago, Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. What else we got on here? Beyond Two Souls. <laughs> no, Night Review. <laughs> oh, Metroid Dread. That was, oh, that was October 8th. Yeah. But. I'm not, I don't want to do Metroid Dread. <laughs> but I'm just excited. Already, I mean, that would be that, easy. I just, that would be easy because I already have the music downloaded. I could just reuse the stuff from the Metroid Dread podcast <laughs> from last year. I still have it. Time Splitters 2 is cool. I don't know what the music's like. I don't remember even. What else has it got to be? Uh, Time Splitters 2 was recently like re-released somewhere, I think. Oh, was it? I think what? it came out on like PlayStation Plus or something. Uh, okay. I heard those games were good. I remember that I game it. came up a lot when I was looking for good like co-op shooters. Yes, yeah. In like the in like the the mid aughts, mm-hmm. um, it had this, a really neat like, map for Halo, right? Uh, Halo was out. Well, when Time Splitters two came out, anyways. Um, when did the first Time Splitters release? I feel like it was yeah, it was two thousand. So time, the first Time Splitters might have been before the was before the first Halo, but I'm pretty sure Time Splitters two came out before Halo. But the Tony Hawk's either- Underground two came out for the PlayStation two in Europe on this day in 2005. Oh, nice, dude. Wait. But should we go by today or the actual day of the oh, podcast release? Though? That's way. That's way. Oh, yeah, yeah. We need October 11th. 11th. Games released on October 11. That will also help because October 8th is not really getting us much joy on this. No, I've got. Well, the Mortal Kombat one was kind of neat in arcades, at least according to game FAQs. I don't know. Hmm. Jeff Force Gemini. Really? Evidently. Huh, I like that game. That could work. Burnout sure. 2? Legaia 2? Legaia, Spyro, right. Year of the Dragon? Castlevania, Har- Harmony of Dissonance? Oh, damn. I mean, I'm Probably stay ready. away from that one. We might actually play more Castlevania games. Yeah, I've, I've, I played all of the, the, the collection of advanced games that came out last year. Oh. <sighs> And also on this on this day, or at least the day of uh, this podcast release in 2007, game developer Electronic Arts announced plans to acquire VG Holding Corp, the parent company of Bioware and Pandemic Studios. <laughs> Maybe we should just play a funeral march. <laughs> when the acquisition is complete in January 2008, Bioware and Pandemic Studios had 10 franchises under development, including the highly anticipated mass effect <laughs> they spelled it i'm sorry uh i'm sorry the uh that's not quite correct the the site has it listed as the highly anticipated math effect <laughs> math effect <laughs> <laughs> oh man we'll see you next week everybody